Hey, it's your girl, Ashley Gray, coming to you with another episode of Girl Code 101. And this is part two of my series called Relationships. Stay tuned. Hey, everybody, welcome back to another episode of Girl Code 101. I'm so excited today. I get to record with my third grade crush slash my husband. Yes, I did say my third grade crush. I'm not going to get into it right now. I'm going to wait till he gets on. But um, yes, my third grade crush. But if you did not listen to part one of this relationship series, please go back and listen to it. Um, everybody may not be in a romantic relationship, but everybody has friends, whether it's one friend, two friends or whatever. Everybody has friends. And I think that We have to make sure that we go about our friendships in a right way. And we also need to make sure that we're not confusing acquaintances with friends. And they are different. And next week, we're going to talk about acquaintances. So be prepared for that. But today, I do want I do want to talk about the topic of the romantic relationship. And this is kind of the romantic. This is the kind of relationship where everybody has a real in-depth thing or feeling or opinion about it. Relationships, it's, you know, it's the feeling of just meeting that person and y'all are talking and y'all are getting to know each other and y'all are texting all the time and calling all the time and emailing all the time and you can't stop thinking about that person. And every time you get around that person, you think about that person, you have butterflies in your stomach. And that's so beautiful. Like, don't misinterpret that is so beautiful to have that person to where when you think about them it's like you get the little butterflies in your stomach because it's like oh my gosh but like don't that's beautiful and even if you are not even if you're just um a, a young person because young people like really young people especially like teenagers and stuff like that like that feeling is so rich for them it's so like it's like bliss like oh my gosh But it's also even with if you're a woman that's in your 20s or in your 30s or in your 40s, like you can still experience that feeling of just that person just brightening up your day. Like you could just have a a bad day or your day is just kind of going really bland and that person will send you a text message and it's like, oh my gosh, like your whole day has just changed. Or especially when y'all get to dating, you get to change your Instagram bio and you get to change your Facebook status to the date that y'all are date that started dating or whatever. Like it's just the most beautiful, innocent, amazing thing ever. But over time, that those feelings in order for those feelings to continue to thrive and to grow there are some things that you definitely have to go about in order to make sure that the relationship itself stays strong and I think a lot of the time we get so caught up in the whole thing of the feelings and the changing my Instagram bio and changing my Facebook bio and um, the whole dating process that when things get difficult or overwhelming, we don't really have the necessary tips to figure out how to maintain it. And so sometimes relationships crumble because the cute stage is kind of worn off a little bit. And instead of, 
you know, continuing to build on your relationship so that feeling can continue to thrive. When things get bad, we just kind of like throw in the towel because we're trying to figure out what happened to the bliss feeling, what happened to the lovey-dovey holding hands, walking each other to class or driving you to work type feeling. But I really wanted to do this topic and I really wanted to do this um, with my husband because we have a really interesting story as far as like how we met and some of the ups and downs of our relationship and how sometimes it, w- it was really difficult to um, maintain in our relationships because we kind of went into it with the mindset, you know, we really loved each other and we had known each other for so long. But when it was time for the, the part in our relationship where it kind of got rocky and difficult, we didn't really have the um the steps to really stand on it and so we had to build those steps we had to really learn um how to grow and combat those times because to be honest with you in a relationship it's not all rainbows and sunflowers and smiling all the time it's not always that romantic relationships they're hard work they are hard work you are with a person and you may not like you you may have been dating for a while but then you find out something (laughs) that they like or that they do and you're like oh my gosh I did not know that was what you like or that's what you did and you have to figure out is it something that is so difficult for you that you can't be in a relationship or is it something that can be compromised and managed now that's on the speaking on the, the part of being an adult especially like if you're young you really get to see those things, but you're so like covered by just the love and just being around them. But at the same time, just whether it's a young relationship or whether it's an older relationship, you still have to work and marry people. If you're married and you're listening to this episode, you've got to work too. There are some people who have been married for 20 years. There are some people that have been married for 40 years. Those marriages have to put in work every day, just like the marriages that have been together for a year or three years. Me and my husband, we've been married for three years. And every day we're working. Every day we're learning something new about each other. We never stop learning about each other. And that is so important because what ends up happening is you get into the relationship with people and over time you just kind of feel like you don't have to learn anything anymore because you kind of already figured it out and you know them and you love them. But every day, every single day, if you you should always be learning something new about your partner. Whether it's something big or whether it's something small, like a little while ago, I just found out that my husband didn't like mustard and I was totally blindsided by that because I love mustard, just like little stuff like that. But also like big stuff where you find out where they really feel on a situation and you had no idea how they felt, but you should always be learning something new about your partner. But don't ever mistake. It's that feeling that you have those butterflies in your stomach about this person and how they make you feel and how they can brighten up your day or how they can just say one thing and you're just completely like, don't, don't lose that. Do not lose that because that is the most amazing feeling ever. And if it's ever you, if you ever get to a point in your relationship where you feel like you no longer feel that, like if that person no longer um, gives you butterflies or that person no longer just makes you feel alive, you might have to take a step back and start looking at your relationship to make sure is the relationship is the relationship still rooted is uh, are you still doing all you can do or are they still doing all they can do I've heard someone say you should always be dating so if you're in a dating stage keep dating if you're engaged 
you still should be dating. If you're married, you should still be dating. And what I mean by that is that person, whatever you did to make that person fall for you, you should still be doing that same thing, whether you're, you've been dating for five years or whether you've been engaged or whether you've been married for 40 years, you should always still be dating that person, whatever you were doing to make that, whatever you were doing to make that person fall for you or vice versa, you should still be doing it every single day. But when I come back, I'm going to bring my husband on and we're going to kind of talk about our relationship and we're going to, we're going to give you some tips to help you maintain your relationship. And we're going to give you some tips that are also going to help if you are maybe considering dating or considering a relationship, you know, what, what should you be looking for or how should um, you go about it in a way to make sure you find a healthy relationship. So stay with me. I will be right back. Hey everybody, welcome back. So previously I said that I was going to be bringing a guest on here. Um, this guest is not only a guest, but this is my third grade crush slash, slash husband. So um, everybody, this is Juan. Juan, can you say hey to everybody? Hello. So me and Juan actually met in third grade. He was the new kid in class and I kid you not, I don't even know how I was even able to think this or say this at eight years old but he walked in the room and I literally said in my mind that's gonna be my baby like I don't, I don't even know how I don't know what I was thinking but I had no idea that that was actually going to fully um be a thing so Juan just from third grade like what kind of happened with us from there um well you're you're referring to like my thoughts on from third grade moving forward yeah Okay. Uh, well, <laughs> as you like to tell people, um, in third grade, I, I guess I was just there to be there. Um, one of the things you love to you love to mention is that how I, I went to an arcade one day and got some rings, and I brought <laughs> I brought some rings back to school, and I gave my uh, my two other girlfriends at the time um, two rings, and you didn't get one, and you made sure to. Let me know that when I came back. Um, but I, I've, honestly, I've I, I, at one point in my high school years, I had I had read somewhere that um, nine. This is a percentage. I think it's about sixty to seventy percent of people uh, have met the person they're going to marry sometime in their life, whether they know it or not. Um, and I had kind of been thinking about that, and I didn't actually expect to for it to be true. I was expecting myself to be the you know the smaller portion that hadn't met but um i think for me when i found you on facebook again um this is when i had I had moved to germany and you were still here in, in florida uh i found you on facebook that was when i was kind of like oh you know well actually i, I guess now i think about it you found me i didn't yeah. find you yeah i found you first i was looking in um the yearbooks like our elementary school i was looking at our elementary school yearbooks and I was looking up a bunch of people and your name came up and I was like, oh my gosh, like I hadn't even looked you up. And so I looked you up. And I really didn't even think you had a Facebook. I thought everybody was still on MySpace, <laughs> and it wasn't until I looked you up on Facebook that I actually found out, oh my gosh, he actually has a Facebook and he still looks the same. God, I feel old now. <laughs> MySpace? MySpace. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, anywho, um, so yeah, when you, you sent me that and then we just kind of talked for a little bit and and I was um, 
I guess the term you could say is promiscuous back in high school. So I was making promises left and right to people I didn't necessarily plan to keep. But, I, you know, I had, even then on Facebook, or well, technically Facebook or uh, Yahoo Messenger, because I couldn't get you to respond on Facebook. Um, I told you, you know, I want to marry you. And you were like, what? You crazy. <laughs> you want to marry me? And I was like, yeah, I'm serious. You know, I, I mean, I just met you again two weeks ago. But anyway, point is, right. <laughs> um, so, you know, and I... I, uh, yeah, time went on, progressed, and eventually I came back to the states, and I had messaged, I messaged you, was like, hey, you know, I'm back in the states, woo, let's hang out, you know, talk, and I never heard from you until one day, I guess you were bored, and you decided to wanted me, you decided to call me and actually wake wake me up, and tell me to meet you at Starbucks. I'm guessing you were already at Starbucks. You just wanted me to meet you there. Um, I just thought it would be just like a good mutual spot. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah I guess it kind of was. Um, and from there, I guess you could say that's when the infatuation started. Yes, I am infatuated. I will admit it. Um, <laughs> but I knew you had a boyfriend at the time. So, you know, you know, I was an adult now. I couldn't be thirsty like I was. Oh, my God. But um, so from there, you know, we just talked. For, we hung out that whole day. And then time progressed. And it was around... around 2014 February uh, February 14th well, it was a few uh, no it was that same same exact day I was at work and I, I got off at 6 so this was a Friday and uh, I messaged you out the blue because it just popped in my head and I was just like you know what you know my girlfriend's in New York yours is in Georgia or your boyfriend is in Georgia um, let's just hang out you know just as a friendly dinner it wasn't you know I wasn't thinking anything you know beyond that it was just friends and then then you messed around that night and told me that you and him weren't a thing anymore. And I was like, right. So yeah. Um, couldn't definitely could not have written that story. And to be honest, I'm glad that he brought that up about me already being in another relationship. Y'all sometimes other relationships don't work. Sometimes it's just disagreements that, you know, make you compromise in a way that is not beneficial to you or, you're going in a different direction than they are but sometimes relationships don't work but what i did love so much about you was the fact that you respected that we were that you thought even though i was not but at, at the time you thought i was i love the fact that you respected me and my relationship well relationship enough to not like you said, be thirsty and just be like, well, I know you're in a relationship, but he's not here. So, hey, like, what's up? So if you if you run into a person that is respect, respectful of you and your relationship, even if they are interested, that is that is actually a very good, a very good trait. Because like I said, relationships don't always work out. But if you have someone that is interested in you, but can really understand that you are in a relationship, whether it's good or bad, but that's where you are and they're respectable enough that's something to really be mindful of but what I love so much was you know he was like let's just go out and let's just hang it's on Valentine's Day you don't have anybody right now I don't have anybody right now so let's just go hang so I was super nervous but what was so great was I never at any time during the time we went out I never felt like I was being pressured to date him and I never felt like I was being pressured to do anything that I did not want to do. So if you're currently looking in a relationship or you're just kind of starting in a relationship and it's some things that are 
that you, if you could tell that person is kind of forcing you to do some things you don't want to do that makes you uncomfortable, make sure you take note of that because in relationships, whether you're going fast or whether you're going slow, you should never feel pressure to do something that you do not want to do, whether it's, you know, sexual, whether it's, um, something that attacks your mental, something that attacks your emotion, emotional side. It should never be something that's forcing you to do something that you don't want to do, that you don't want to do. But, um, we actually ended up after that. And he did find out that I was not dating someone. Um, you could tell the pursuit <laughs> was, um, yeah, so definitely he went and pursued me. And when I say pursue, I mean like he, we we actually started to get close and become friends, but I can tell that he was really interested and he would try to do um, as much as he could to really, um, really get my heart, y'all. Like seriously, get my heart. And it worked. 11 months later, um, we were dating. And 10 months later, we were, was it 10 months? I think. December 4th. 2014 was when we started dating uh, and then I proposed to you Thanksgiving Day the next year 2015 and then we got married in September 3rd 2016 yeah so yeah it it moved and um, from there you know, we're, we've been married for three years. And so, you know, we have our ups and downs, but one, I just want to ask like, what, from your personal experience, what was the difference between dating me and being married to me? Um, be nice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, for one, um, there's things that, uh, a lot of things really that, you know, people, people that you'll know, or that, um, other people will, will notice. And, and even, those listening will notice in, in any relationship they go into that when you're dating, you know, it's kind of uh, it's I, I like to call it a a boxing match. But um, when there, there are rules, you know, there are rules and everything is just kind of touch and go. You know, you're filling each other out. You're not really you're doing things to possibly edge towards one side of or, or another but you're you're just kind of you know you're just kind of learning the person learning what they're capable of doing the the pros and cons of being with this individual if you will because there will always be pros and cons of being with somebody for one uh, or for instance you know this person is she's 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 a great person but she does this or uh, you know he's kind of a slob but his heart he has a heart of gold just just things of that nature and um so and then once we got married we went from a boxing ring to a cage match and what i mean by that is we can't get out so now we're kicking punching fighting biting you know doing all this in a enclosed area that we can't just easily slide out of we you know date, dating you was kind of it was it was an interesting phase like for one i saw sides of you that i no longer see meaning that you were real you were real cautious about how you do things you know you you when you come over to my aunt's house so, but uh house, it was just kind of uh you know can i do this can i do that now when you show up it's a hey let me get some of this hey let me get some of that you know i'm family now so I was like, yeah 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 so and, you know there's always that and then like there are a lot of things that you had to had to 
to get out of, had things you had to learn not to do. Uh, one of the big things that we're dating is you didn't like to ask for help. And in specific, you didn't like to ask me for help. <laughs> she would go around the world before she came to me. Married, I don't even think she asked no more. She just take Correction, I, it's technically mine, so, yeah. My point still stands. <laughs> um, so, you know, there's just... There's, there's always going to be a difference in dating and being married. Um, when you're dating and you, especially if you're still living with your parents, um, she went home, I went home, we talked over the phone, but we were never together, you know, in our, in, in our own home. So there were things that didn't happen or things that she did that I didn't see or things that I did that she didn't see. Uh, like for me, she didn't quite understand how much I you know, care for my video games until we got married. Jesus. <laughs> but, uh, you know, so there's that. And then when you get married, all that becomes evident. Okay. So what we're going to do is we're going to give you four tips. Um, and these tips are for if you are in a relationship, um, whether you're new to a relationship, um, what you should expect from your partner and what your partner should expect from you. And these are all tips that if you, if you remember last week's episode, these are the same tips from last week, but it just really shows you how these are such a, how these are such core elements of a relationship. So number one, trust, whether it's friends or whether it's relationship. It is hard to be in a relationship with someone that you cannot trust and whether you feel and that's not just trusting where I'm oh I feel like I have to go through their phone all the time because I don't trust who they're talking to no that's what I'm not talking about that I'm talking about feeling as though you can't be who you are with them because they propose some type of a red flag as to why they should not be trusted so number one you have got to have trust in your relationships Number two. Number two is communication. Um, I'm going to start out by saying that our marriage is not perfect. You know, I've, we, we have gone through a lot of learning experiences. Um, and the main thing we learned is that communication is key. And in, not just in our marriage, but in friendships in general. If, it, if anyone's ever played the game, just communicate. Always, always have a moment to sit down and talk to this person. Because sometimes there are times where you never know that they um, they might be having something on their heart and sitting down and just talking, just communicating mm -hmm. can be enough to get it out. The telephone game, you know, when you when you tell the first person and by the time it gets down the line, it's completely different. It's, it's kind of the same thing. You want to make sure that your whoever you are with understands where you are, where you're when you know where you stand and where you you're coming from and not just that you know let let it, little small things and not just that it, it helps because if you if you can freely communicate with the person you were with that means that you trust that person enough to be able to spill out your inner thoughts and your inner feelings to that said individual okay number three commitment this is not just for um, friendships like I talked about last week commitment is also for relationships and one of the things that I think we struggle with is we feel as though 
our partner has to be perfect our partner can't really make mistakes and if they do make a mistake then that's just too much especially we like the society we grew up in of how quickly relationships end just because someone had a dis like the relationship the two people had a disagreement or they didn't like something that the other one said or didn't like the what someone did and they're just like okay yep that's the end of the relationship well you're never going to find any type of romantic relationship that is going to be um long term or anything like that if you cannot commit to this person now also on the flip side of that being commitment being committed does not mean taking abuse whether it is mental or emotional physical whatever that can being committed to that person does not mean accepting those types of abuse I think a lot of times people are in these relationships and then they say well I'm committed to this person I'm committed to this person but they're being abused commitment when you are being when you're in a relationship with someone and they are abusing you that is not in that realm of commitment but on the top on the side of being committed to someone in a healthy relationship you have got to be able to be committed to a person and not just give up when things get difficult or when things get hard because if you're giving up when things get hard you guys are never going to get to the far extended um, deeper root of your relationship because you can't even stay committed to each other. so number three is you definitely got to be committed Number four is patience. Patience is key because like Ashley said earlier, you're, you're never going to find a uh, romantic relationship if you can't be committed. But to be committed, you have to have you have to be patient with the person because on the same side, you're not going to you're never going to find a, a relationship that is perfect. You're never going to find a person who has all their ducks in a row. I am me and Ashley are not the easiest of individuals to deal with with when it comes to each other. Um, and so one of the things we've definitely had to learn in our relationship is that patience is very, very key. It's impossible to find someone like that. And if you happen to find something like that, there's a good chance that something has been swept under the rug. So look around. So some things you do aren't going to be the same thing that the other person does and vice versa. And nine times out of 10, you're going to butt heads about that. But if you, if you don't, if you're not patient with the person and you're quick to, to to just go off the rails you're you're gonna end up like that individual that Ashley was talking about with where they just they get into a disagreement and they're just like well we're just done with the with the relationship okay everybody so you heard it there the four tips for a healthy relationship I'm sorry calling it that the four tips for a healthy relationship are trust communication commitment and patience so whether you are in a relationship or you're trying to find a relationship these are characteristics and traits that you really need to make sure that you're watching out for in a person that you may potentially potentially date and you also going back to having accountability these are also traits that you should have within yourself are you going to be perfect at developing these traits no it's going to take time if you're somebody who's been hurt a lot you're going to have to learn how to build trust if you grew up in a family where you really didn't learn how to communicate you're going to have to learn how to communicate if you have never committed to anything in your life you're going to have to learn how to commit if you just do not have <laughs> patience you're going to have to learn how to build patience because if you're in a relationship it's with another person it's not just you so you may be patient with yourself but when you have someone else you may not be patient and so you're going to have to learn how to build patience. be patient communicate with the person you are with 
and look for look look for reasons to trust i just want to say thank you so much honey for being on this episode with me um do you have anything else that you want to say to anybody that may be listening whether they're single um possibly dating engaged or married what i'm saying is is that if they have flaws but are willing to work through them that's a reason to keep trusting them and if there's more good than bad there's a good chance that person is worth trusting is worth communicating with is worth being committed to and by far worth being patient with for when the bad does show its face all right everybody well you heard it there um i hope that you take these tips make sure that you apply them because that's the only way that they're going to work um do not forget to tune in next week on part three of relationship make sure you tune into that all right everybody i'm ashley gray have a fantastic week hey so you know you don't have to wait until sunday to hear an episode of girl code 101 right Go to anchor.fm slash girlcode101. As soon as you click on that link, it will take you to any platform that you listen to podcasts, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you go, go to any one of those links and you can listen to any episode of Girl Code 101 that has already been released. Make sure though that you continue to tune in every Sunday at six o'clock Central Standard Time to hear the latest episode of Girl Code 101. Remember, these are great tips, but if you apply them, they will change your life.